This podcast is sponsored by the Joyce Foundation, which invests in public policies to advance racial equity and economic mobility for the next generation in the Great Lakes region. Good morning. This is Annalise Frey uh, with Crane's Detroit Business. We're here on Mackinac Island uh, on kind of a gray Tuesday morning. We're here with Mayor Mike Duggan. Thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. Um, so I've got a couple questions for you this morning. Um, the first thing I wanted to ask about was um, sort of this mysterious occurrence that happened in southwest Detroit just over a week ago. Um, you know, the concrete, you know, came up about eight feet over there. And, uh, you know, uh, experts have said they're not sure what's going on. What's your what's your what's the, the latest that you've heard on that incident? And what are your thoughts on what happened there? I, I think we have a very good idea what happened, but we're going to let the final reports come out. But this is the second time in three years that we've had a major uh, soil issue in southwest Detroit. Remember, uh, a couple of years ago, you had a good chunk of, of soil fall into the Detroit River. Uh, and uh, what we're finding is that there are areas in southwest Detroit uh, where the soil is particularly vulnerable when a good deal of weight is put in an area causes shifting. Uh, and so we had to do a couple of things. One is, I think what DTE and the city DPW group did and the Great Lakes Water Authority group did in this case uh, was outstanding. They sealed it off. Uh, they protected the gas mains. And certainly there was a major gas main running through there that served a number of industrial customers uh, that, that was a concern when the ground started shifting and DTE shut it down uh, to make sure there was no risk to anybody. But uh, my issue is going to be once we're past this and, and the last two or three days, the ground stopped shifting. Uh, but this may happen again, and we need to do some type of, of geologic review and maybe change some ordinances uh, relative to uh, weight, storage, and the like uh, in the southwest Detroit area. And that's going to be coming forward in the next, uh, uh, next few weeks. And so, you know, as you said, we do know what happened, but the, the cause is, is what's not. Yeah, no, we, right? we have a very good idea what the cause is. I'm going to let the experts oh, uh, come okay. out with it, but we have okay. a very good idea what the cause is. And, uh, and it's something that could potentially recur in other areas of Southwest Detroit. And so our focus at this point is how do we identify this early? This is the second time we've had a similar kind of an issue in three years. And so we're, uh, we're not just fixing this one, but we're, we're trying to come up with a way to predict uh, where it might happen again. Okay. And it seems like you're drawing a connection in terms of the, you mentioned storage and, and weight, you know, there's a, a, a scrap metal facility right near there. Yeah, I'm going to let them come through with that, but you need a combination. I'm not the expert, but I spent a fair amount of time out there uh, with, with soft soil, a lot of concentrated pressure. Uh, when we went back and looked at what happened on the riverfront, it, it was that combination. And I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see it be that combination again. And I think there may be other places in Southwest Detroit where that uh, combination can occur in the future. So we're really focused on uh, what exactly caused this. They have, uh, I've been out there, they're drilling 100 feet down, really understanding everything about the soil conditions uh, and, uh, and trying to figure out where else those soil conditions exist, where else we're at risk. Okay, all right. And then I wanted to ask you about a, another uh, topic you guys have been 
working on. Um, so a couple weeks ago, after you know there were um, FBI raids publicized at you know at City Hall at two council members' homes, um, you came out and said that you wanted to take a look at. Um, yeah. how Detroit did municipal towing. And, and you know, you asked your, your police chief, um, uh, Chief White, to take a look at that and come back with a plan. How has that been going? Yeah, and so I met with the uh, chief in the whole department uh, last week, and uh, they've done a great deal of work. Uh, and we'll have it finalized uh, in the next couple of weeks. But there's no question. There's ju it's just inexplicable that in 2011, uh, this city picked towers and gave them permits without a competitive bidding process and without clear policies on who got what in what rotations. And it led us to situations where we had some towers who owned four or five multiple companies. And instead of getting uh, one uh, tow in a rotation, we're getting four and five. We cleaned a lot of that out um, uh, two or three years ago. We, we terminated a number of towers, uh, but we still have more work to do. But what I want to see us do is I'd like to see there be an app uh, that if your car is towed, you can look immediately who has it, how much is the storage cost? People in Detroit really angry, not just about the tow cost, but the storage cost. They don't know where their car is. The, the uh, tow companies run up a lot of money where you're looking for it. Uh, we need to make that whole system transparent. So we're really focused on going to a system where everybody can see who got what tow, everybody can see how much they charge. Uh, the storage is regulated. There's pictures before and after and everybody can go on an app and see where their car is. And that's where we're headed. Okay, is that something you're, uh, you just are thinking about or, or planning oh, no. on rolling out no, the app? No, no, it's, it's going to, so it's gonna go in phases. The app is gonna take some work, but the first phase of getting every single tower on a, a binding contract with transparency and reporting requirements. Of course, the tower has been fighting that, Council President Brenda Jones been pushing that ordinance since July, and the tower has been fighting any kind of transparency. Uh, this is the kind of nonsense been going on in the city uh, for too long. And so I think elements of Council President Jones's ordinance need to pass along with a uh, competitive award for towers uh, based on their qualifications and performance. This podcast is sponsored by the Joyce Foundation, which invests in public policies to advance racial equity and economic mobility for the next generation in the Great Lakes region. You know, you mentioned the the towers that have been you know pushing against this. The uh, there's a, you know about a dozen in the the Detroit Towers Association, and um, they have you know sort of come out and, and said they're they're frustrated with uh, some of the things your administration has been saying. You know, kind of in their words, you know, painting uh, towers with a, a broad brush of corruption. What are your thoughts on that? I wasn't the one that issued the search warrants, uh, and this is now, you know, the. The second time in three years the feds have been in uh, on these criminal investigations on towing in Detroit. Before it was more focused on the Board of Police Commissioners. Now uh, it appears to be focused elsewhere, but uh, it's ridiculous. The, the towers in this city have not been selected by a competitive process. Uh, and they need to, and we're going to clean it up. Okay, all right. And um, I want to turn for a couple minutes here to the economy, uh, jobs, obviously, huge topic. Um, coming out of the uh, you know pandemic-induced recession, um, so let's talk specifically about um, middle-income jobs. Obviously, very necessary for more Detroiters to reach the middle class. What is your administration doing in that realm? Yeah, well, I, and last night, and this is what's so great about this conference, I sat with a manufacturing company with a hundred jobs looking between us and Ohio, and I think we got a framework for uh, an agreement. You look at the number of jobs that have come back to the city in uh, 
the, the Jeep plant, uh, Ford, what they're doing with 5,000 jobs coming to the train station, General Motors. Uh, we just announced Lear is going to be making the seats uh, at the old Cadillac stamping site. It'll be probably four or 500 jobs making seats for the GM uh, electric vehicles. We're going to keep uh, doing this, uh, but we also have uh, good jobs in uh, entertainment, good jobs in healthcare. Uh, and at the moment, our issue is just the opposite. We've got more good jobs when we have people to fill them. And uh, that's what Nicole Sherrard, Freeman and Detroit are working on right now is the complaint I'm getting is not so much I can't find a good job. It's from businesses saying I need to fill my jobs uh, today. Uh, and, uh, and that's what we're working hard at. And that's Detroit at Work, right? Detroit at Work's got eight centers. And, and we just put in a rapid response to people facing eviction and saying, look, we can get you placed into these good paying jobs uh, quickly. We'll help you with your back rent so that you're not evicted. We'll get you a lawyer to, to keep you in the house, but then get you into a good paying job so you can pay the rent going forward because we're trying to keep everybody in their houses. All of these things uh, fit together and Detroit at Work is at the center of much of it. Um, and you mentioned a, a manufacturer. Anything you can tell us about uh, that? No, I think, I think we got a framework for a deal over uh, uh, a little gathering up here, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, many of the auto jobs we've landed I uh, have come out of relationship with this conference. Every year I attend the Mish Auto Dinner on uh, Monday night. Uh, and I've gotten to the point where I know who makes the seats. I know who makes the axles. I know who makes the dashboards for each of the different uh, vehicles that's built in Detroit. And, uh, and GM and Ford and Solantis have all been phenomenal about saying to me, we're about to award uh, a new contract for dashboards to this company. Uh, in many cases, they let me know before they let the supplier know so that I can go pitch them with the site. And sometimes our sites work and sometimes our sites don't work. They're normally on a very fast timeline. Uh, but I can't say enough about the auto manufacturers and their commitment to Detroit. Can you give us any examples of you know deals that have been started over previous Mackinac dinners, conversations, that sort of thing? Really all of these things. Ray Scott, I, I, I really spent time with up here who owns or who manages and runs uh, Lear Corporation. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of the different folks uh, over the years that we have landed Dakota, uh, which is uh, uh, building uh, dashboards for the Jeeps over the old Kettering site, Andra Rush, I met up here. Uh, but when you're at this conference, and of course I spent a lot of time with Mark Royce last night and, um, uh, and uh, Mark Stewart at uh, uh, what was NFCA, what's now Stellantis in the past, but you get a chance to get to know each other a lot better. And when it comes down to crunch time in your Site developer is saying, I got this site in Illinois, I got this site in Indiana, I got this site in Detroit, here's our obstacles. They can pick up the phone and call me and know I'll tell them, I can't solve that, I'm sorry, or give me 30 days and this one I can solve. And we've got that kind of relationship now where all of the uh, manufacturers know, I'll give them an immediate truthful answer whether I can make that site work or not. And they're, they're doing a great job of giving Detroit first shot at everything. Um, and then I've got one last question for you. Um, so, so last, you know, obviously the election is coming up. Um, last week you had mentioned that you do not plan to debate your competitor, Anthony Adams. And, you know, I think you're pretty clear on, on why that was. You talked about his rhetoric. Um, so do you, so, you know, for, for people who want to hear from you on a large scale forum, do you have any plans to appear in any sort of town hall or anything like that? Uh, you know, I am, I am. Uh, probably available for questions three, four, five times a week as I am here for any question. 
I'm at meetings throughout the uh, community, but I'm not running just to run the city better. I'm trying to change politics in Detroit. And politics in the city has been an us versus them divisive exercise. And took a big step in 2013, took a big step in 2017. Uh, but we're making it clear, if you want to talk about what you're going to do for Detroiters, uh, that's a debate we should have. If your entire campaign is pit people against each other and spew hate, you don't deserve a platform. And I'm not apologizing for this. I think we need to establish this once and for all. Holman Young, I debated in 2017, even though I had a huge lead. He had a lot of good ideas. Uh, this last time, there's no ideas. It's just pure hate. And I'm not giving a platform to hate. And I don't care who criticizes me for it. All right. That's all I've got. All right. All right good to see you. This podcast is sponsored by the Joyce Foundation, which invests in public policies to advance racial equity and economic mobility for the next generation in the Great Lakes region.